I've kind of been in this space of like, oh, don't give me another nonfiction book. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> like, get me back into some. I, I even thought about revisiting Harry Potter because I'm just like, oh. I just need something like so different than this. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I think it gets you out of a particular headspace and it just really gets you thinking in a very different way when. You're in some sort yeah. of you know, fictional world. It was funny because one of Omar's rules, I remember on, on his list, was um, only read one book at a time and he doesn't alternate. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh, I have yeah. five books You've going at once. a lot. <laughs> and I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I've got my mix of books and multiple books going at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. That's your rule of life. <laughs> Okay. Back All right. Another one of mine, another rule of life, which never would have been a rule of life of mine before this year, is to have a Gus. Gus. Hey, friends. It's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico, to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Kate. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. It's 2023. Whoa. This past year, I feel like I say this every year, but it really flew by. (laughs) I'm with you. I think I say that all the time. Time flies, but I do feel like this year, like last year just went like, what? It just flew. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? I've had so much fun over the past like month or so. I don't know if this has to do with just a new perspective on life or being an entrepreneur or probably a combination of all of these things. Um, but I just have so much fun leading up to the new year and getting excited about what the next year is going to bring and thinking about, uh, we have so many fun trips lined up. You and I have a trip together <laughs> coming up soon that I'm so excited for. Yes. Um, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Have you like become increasingly excited about, I just don't ever feel like before it was like I was excited for a New Year's Eve party. That And that was, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't really excited. Well, I was excited, but I don't know. I don't feel like I focus on it the same way that I do now. Yeah, I think we I think we have a bit of a longer term view. So I think I go into a new year thinking more long term and excited for the year and all the possibilities. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, when I was probably younger, it was just very, very like short term thinking, you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's parties, yeah. January, whatever's going on this month. But um I, you know, I think because we get, you know, we're planned people. We, you know, we have our projects. We've got our, you know, months planned ahead. So, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the keys to happiness is to have things that you have to look forward to. Oh, (laughs) yes. This is going to... Okay, so friends, today we're going to be sharing our rules of life. And this was inspired by Nicole's husband, Omar, because he posted his rules of life on Facebook, right? Mm, Yep. 
And then you shared this with me and I was like, this is so cool. I want to write out my rules of life. And so we thought, what better time to think about rules of life than the new year? <laughs> right. So that's one of your rules of life. That's if I'm one of not my mistaken. rules. I didn't do that intentionally. I, that was totally by accident. I didn't mean to cut off, you know, a little intro preamble. But um, I just realized that that whole excitement is something that I think I live by, and I intentionally try and create that by planning things ahead and looking forward to things and getting excited about it. So yes, I totally agree. And I have a real life example of this. So in October, as I we talked about this on the podcast a bit, I did a very like last minute impromptu trip to meet up with my sister, her husband, the kids and some of my friends for a camping trip in Joshua Tree. It was so last minute that I thought, maybe I should do this as a surprise. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm coming. I'm just going to be in the desert when they get there, which would have been like such a massive surprise, right? Right. So I chatted with John about it and was telling him about that I was thinking maybe it'd be a surprise. He's like, no, there's no way you can make this a surprise. You guys will be missing out on how excited you'll be leading up to the fact that you all get to be together. He's like, you have to tell everyone so you can all be excited. And I thought when I saw that as one of your rules, I was like, that is so true. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, Okay. So today we're going to be sharing all of our other rules of life as well. And I don't, I mean, I I don't ever want to say that my list is complete because I feel like maybe your rules of life, you know, they change and grow and expand and maybe you get more and maybe you take some away. But today we can just share maybe, you know, a healthy handful of some of ours. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. And similar to when we did our values exercise and values episode, it's not something that I would think. I'm going to sit down and do, or I'm going to consciously every day say, well, this is one of my rules in my life. And therefore this is going to influence a decision. I literally, we thought about this when we saw Omar's post on Facebook. I'm like, huh? Rules of life, huh? Okay. Let's, let's try yeah. and sit down and, and, and write my list and see what happens. And that was a very interesting process because I just started and I was like, okay, at what point am I going to cut this off? Because I could just keep going. <laughs> And I thought, I've yeah, got a well, lot of rules. Well, and I, I think for me too, I kept trying to expand into, okay, I don't want them to just be like businessy and, and I don't want them all to just be like personal stuff. So I kept trying to like expand my rules into every area of my life, which I feel like I did a pretty good job of, but yeah, same. I was like, I could just keep going. This is so fun. <laughs> So hopefully we inspire you friends to take a seat and write out your rules of life too, because it's a, it's an inspire. I don't know. I was inspired. I thought it was an inspiring post by your hubby and a big thanks to him for letting us steal his idea. Exactly. Inspiring us. One of his rules that included me was very unromantic. If you recall, yes, I, have, I, do I, have, recall. I, have, I have it here in front of me. Because that's how I got notified. I saw a notification on you know on Facebook. I was like, "What is? What, what's he saying?" And one of yeah. Omar, one of Omar's rules. Before we dive into our own rules, he says, "If I can help it, I never want to be a passenger in a car. Most people are horrible drivers. One of the most attractive things about my Nicole is she is a great driver. Very rare." And that was like. 
I didn't know how to feel about that. I was like, well, that's great. I feel, you know, my driving skills are being appreciated. It was it was an interesting no, one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting one. But at least he said that you are a good driver and not one of the terrible ones. Right. That's true. <laughs> we'll move on from his rules and go on to ours because I think I'm very interested to hear about yours. Yeah. Okay. Ditto. So one of these are in no particular order. I just started writing. My first one is spend money on experiences, not on things. And I just totally resonate and feel like I would rather share an amazing experience with people that I love than have all the nicest things in the world. I love this one because that made me, that makes me reflect on, yes. Do you value experiences over things and how you spend your money Mm -hmm. and i like because i do like nice things (laughs) oh i totally do too that's that should have been my disclaimer like i love nice things (laughs) but i think it's a good rule to have to focus more on the experiences because there's memories they're shared Mm -hmm. experiences and, and, you know, like we all know you can have an accumulation of stuff and it's like the appeal of something new is pretty, you know, it starts to depreciate, right? After days of yeah. purchasing it, we, mm-hmm. we all have that experience. Like you're so excited when you buy something new and then you're not as excited maybe a week or two yeah. later. But an Meh. experience, experience is different. Very different. Okay. What's, what's one of yours? So the first rule that I put down, um, and when I started to write all my rules, I realized how many I have around this general topic, and it's around cleanliness. I have a Mm. lot of rules when it comes to general cleanliness, personal grooming, smelling nice. I think these are really important. I kept it to one bullet point, but I could have (laughs) broken them all down (laughs) into different ones no this is a really good one i'm with you what was like what were some of the ones that you kind of grouped into that well no shoes in the house is Mm -hmm. a way of being clean so that's another rule um i just think cleaning up after yourself not leaving not leaving things on the floor wiping down benches taking care of your personal appearance um i think those are all really important I do think about sometimes when I do leave the house to just go up the road to yoga and I probably feel like I could do a better job of, you know, my presentation. But, you know, I just... I mean, <laughs> I, I'm so on board with this, but it's making me realize that I could really step my game up in the personal presentation category. <laughs> yeah, we get a little bit lazy, right? Hair yeah. and all of that. So true. But, but in general, I feel like it is a rule to be clean, to shower, to be presentable and to smell nice. I think perfume comes into this. I think perfume is important. Mm. What's your favorite perfume? Right now I'm, I've am i got, um, it's called Bibliotheque by Rodeau. I think it's a French oh. perfume. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. bit. I like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my rules. That is a great rule. I love it, especially the cleanliness. I'm with you and I am going to up my game in the personal grooming department. I feel like I groom myself well, but the presentation part could probably use a little bit of work. <laughs> it's a good little reminder for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, sort of related, another one of my rules is around organization. 
And I am just like so into things like having a place and being in that place at all times. <laughs> I just feel like this creates so much peace and calm and I just can't stand things laying around and having clutter and ooh, I just really don't like that. I'm with you. That was all in my first rule as well. Like pick mm-hmm. up pick up after yourself. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good and like Typically, if you're thinking about buying something that needs things on it to be complete, don't buy it unless you actually need something to put things on. Like, have you ever had that? Well, I have had this experience where like I see this beautiful like shelf or um, like stand and I think, oh my gosh, I love that. It's beautiful. It would this I can picture the spot in my house where I want to put it. But then I think, oh. But if I get that, then I'm going to feel like I need to buy more things to put on it Mm -hmm. because you don't just have like an empty thing, right? Right. Then I'm like, okay, no, don't do it. There's just going to be like more stuff sitting around. (laughs) So yeah, so your rule about being a little, you know, declutter, like not having too much clutter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm I'm on board with that. Same page. All right. This one's going to be a little bit different, but one of my rules is that um, I think everyone should learn at least one other language. Mm. Well, yeah, I think it's fun. I've never felt particularly smart as a student when I was a teenager. I never felt like I was one of the brightest in, in the room, all of that. But I did feel like when I had another language, it did kind of make me feel a bit smarter. So there's a little bit of an added benefit there. And I think one of the bigger things is that it broadens your perspective instantly. And we're all about a broader perspective here on the show. Yes, definitely. Okay, so what other languages do you speak? Language or languages? So I, well, I grew up speaking Italian at home. Uh Uh-huh. but in Australia, so I had that as my second, Italian was my second language. Then at school, I studied French and Spanish. Uh-huh. And I tried to learn a little bit of Japanese when I was living in, in Japan. I tried to learn a little bit of Greek at one stage. Um, wow. So I didn't, you know, yeah, I, I tried to learn a few languages um, that never went anywhere. But um, I was, you know, always, I've always been committed to at least keeping up my Italian. Ah, um, nice. Yeah. I like this one. I can't say that. I mean, I do know quite a bit of Spanish. And at one point I was fully fluent, which was a great feeling. But at the time that I was fully fluent, I didn't really use it. So that like it helps when. So do you speak Italian with your mom? I I mean, I feel like it really helps when you're actually using it like somewhat regularly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I do. So I do speak it with mum. The funny thing with when you have a second language and you use it with, you know, in the in with a family member, you tend to kind of kind of have the same conversations, same restrictive vocabulary. So it's not like your language mm. really expands, but it's yeah. a way to maintain it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. That's a good one. Yeah. And you're you're definitely putting some Spanish into practice in Puerto Rico, right? See, see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I actually have. So there's a our neighbors at the end of our street are having a lot of work done on their house. So any given morning, there's eight or nine construction workers at their house, and they practice with me. They're nice. so nice. <laughs> yeah. That is really cool. I always, 
I appreciate people that are willing to practice with me because usually if I walk into the bank or like at the grocery store, for example, I always start by speaking Spanish. And then typically they're like, this person obviously doesn't naturally speak Spanish. So I'm going to speak English to her. And then I don't really feel like I get to practice. So I appreciate the opportunities that I have to practice. <laughs> Love it. Well, speaking of talking... Another one of my rules, we didn't even do this on purpose, but it just so happens. (laughs) One one another. Um, Another one of mine is around communication and planning being non-negotiables. So communication and planning are like two things that in every single situation, very important to me that communication is happening and that planning is happening. (laughs) I am with you. And I know that maybe a lot of people are not with us, but I am with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're with me. (laughs) I had this conversation recently with a friend. We were talking about, actually, I was telling her about our upcoming trip that's coming up in Mm, a few mm. weeks. Ooh, we have mm-hmm. to talk about that, but not today. And um, we were talking about how, you know, we've got a spreadsheet going. We've got all our itinerary planned. We've got you know, all the planning that went into it. And this particular friend who I love dearly is like, see, I just can't do that. I would not want to travel with and have everything planned out, everything established. I just want to fly by the seat of my pants and just be, you know, have much more spontaneous activity organization all of that and i'm like oh wow no this is uh, no i love this about kate this is <laughs> this is good this is good i love the planning and i love all the communication but it's not for everyone yeah it's so true i like it's just like such a difference in personality i guess but it is funny to me how some people just like thrive on no planning and communication is like if it happens, great. And if not, that's okay, too. I don't know. I'm always just like, so, John, about the thing that we're supposed to do on Saturday, like, are we doing it or are we not doing it? What's happening? Where are we supposed to be? What time is it happening? What are we, like, do we need to bring something? And he's just like, I don't know. Maybe we'll go. Maybe we won't. And I'm like, uh-uh. No. <laughs> I don't work that way. <laughs> I I lose it sometimes on over yeah. and I'm being exaggerating here, but I do lose it when there is something that is happening, but it's not on the calendar. Why isn't it on the mm. calendar? I need to see it. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah I was going to put it like, no, no, no. There's no forgetting here. It's not going to happen if it's not on the calendar. <laughs> Yeah, that actually had just happened to us last week. There was this um, dinner that John had RSVP'd us to without my knowledge, didn't put in the calendar. I made other plans, so I didn't even get to go. I'm like, this is what happens. <laughs> this is a perfect example. <laughs> Same page, girl. I love it. <sighs> All right. Well, we're, we're together. We're together, we're together on this one. <laughs> All right. My next rule, again, on a different topic, is... Uh, around reading and I feel it's important to read a mix of fiction and non-fiction mm, yeah yeah when I in you know pre-entrepreneurship I was very much in the category of just reading fiction for me books were just fiction books stories all of that and then I switched heavily into non-fiction but now I like to have a mix and I I think it's yeah I think it's important to have a bit of that you know, stories and, you know, kind of the imagination side of things um, take over. 
and then have the nonfiction side of practical real world. That's funny. I feel like I went through the exact same kind of like progression of I would always only read fiction. And then when I got into entrepreneurship, I swung totally the other way. And just recently, I've kind of been in this space of like, oh, don't give me another nonfiction book. I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, get me back into some... I I even thought about revisiting Harry Potter because I'm just like, I just need something like so different than this. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I think it gets you out of a particular headspace and it just really gets you thinking in a very different way when you're in some sort of fictional world. It was funny because one of Omar's rules, I remember on on his list was um, only read one book at a time and he doesn't alternate. yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh, I have yeah, five books going at once. a lot. <laughs> and I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I've got my mix of books and multiple books going at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. That's your rule of life. <laughs> okay. Back All right. Another one of mine, another rule of life, which never would have been a rule of life of mine before this year, is to have a Gus. Gus, my golden doodle, oh, my puppy. <laughs> that's a great one. It uh, doesn't have to be a golden doodle, but... A pet. I don't a know. Furry, a furry yeah. friend. A furry friend. Furry friends are just always so happy to see you. And it's like, even when I'm in a bad mood or like I come home and I'm exhausted or like it just doesn't even matter. Anytime Gus sees me, he's just... The back half of his body is like swinging so intensely because his tail's going so fast and his tongue's out and he like wants to kiss all over me. And it's just such like a uplifting feeling to have a dog. (laughs) I agree. And even though I don't have a pet right now because my Bengalina, my cat, was given, adopted out to my mother, Mm -hmm. um, I saw how much of a benefit for her, she lives alone and, you know, she's elderly. How much having a furry friend impacts her life for such in a positive way. So I agree with you. I think if you can have a pet, I think it's it's one of the most um, yeah rewarding and enjoyable things in your life. Yeah. How's Bengalina doing? Have you seen her recently? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see see mum fairly often. And so I I see her and I I love that she, you know, she recognizes me. She's very comfortable around me because, you know, cats will choose their preferred Mm -hmm. um, parent. And um, but I feel like Bengalina and I still have a really good connection. I'm the one that takes her to the vet. And when I take her to the vet and she's terrified of the vet, she kind of hides behind me. So I know that she feels really safe with me. (laughs) So sweet. She's a cutie. Yeah. I And I every time you share posts of Gus, it's just adorable. I finally made him his own Instagram. Did I tell I you saw, that? No, I saw that. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. It's like Gus has. I'm his like, own I have so many dog pictures. I'm just finally gonna do it. <laughs> do it. I have to follow him. I don't think. I think I just saw it really quickly. Didn't yeah. hit. Yeah, I'm gonna follow Gus. He's just adorable. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's your next one? Oh, uh, my next one relates to. I think this is something that you'll be on board with. I believe moving your body every single day. One of my rules is that I think we should all practice movement, um, some sort of exercise. And I don't think it needs to be like super crazy intense or what Instagram tells you, you know, you need to do so you can look like this. 
I think just throw all that out. Just move your body in a way that feels good for you, whether it's a walk, whether it's yoga, whether it's a dance, dancing around the house. I just think something that kind of connects you back to your body helps you appreciate your body. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. This has got nothing to do with, you know, um, conforming to some ideal, any of that. I do think that daily movement is important. Um, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with this one. I mean, that I just can't imagine life not doing that. Well, this is an interesting one to follow that up with. <laughs> okay, not planned, but yes, I'm looking at the yes. notes and I'm like, okay, how is she going to follow up with this now? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my next one is everything in moderation, even moderation. <laughs> even though I am very obsessed with daily movement, I do still feel like I practice moderation in my exercise, but I think it's important and. I do feel like every area of my life, I I try and remind myself of this every day, that it's great to be super excited about stuff. It's great to be very motivated and dedicated to things. It's also great to like have cheat days and eat Ben and Jerry's and, and you know, do all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I feel like everything is balanced in harmony when... I follow this rule, everything in moderation, even moderation. I have to say I agree with you. And that was very convincing. <laughs> was very, very convincing. We're going to move on. We're not going to revisit my previous rule. Um, my next rule is look on the bright side of life. I do think there's always something good. There's always a silver lining. And I know, you know, last week we talked about, um, you know, the perspective of existence and suffering and all of that and how I really related to that side of being a, quite a sensitive person and feeling suffering and all, and all of that. But I still very much feel that I tend to look on the bright side of, of life, try to see, you know, the, the positive in whatever the situation is. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my rules. I love this one. I think it's so important to do that. I practice this in my life for sure. So I totally resonate with this one. Good on you. Um, okay. My next one is food related. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I will take a charcuterie board and wine over any other meal. That Those are like two of my just favoritest things. Again, this is why we're friends. This is why I have no doubt that our trip together this year is going to be amazing. Because <laughs> one of the things that Omar makes fun about me when it comes to a meal, um, when this happens, he says to me, when it is a snack dinner, as he calls it. So something like a little bit of wine and cheese some olives and crackers. I'm just so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy. And so I could totally, totally be on board with this. That doesn't have to be this proper balanced meal. Let's just do a charcuterie board and and some wine. Perfect. Yes. Okay. This is going to work out so well. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, So similar, and I think we alluded to this at the beginning, I think that having things to look forward to is something I try and incorporate in my life because I do feel that it is a form of happiness. It gives me joy. Mm. When things are planned, when I've got things to look forward to, I deliberately 
and it can be anything like a, you know breakfast with a friend a trip you know anything in between that just that just makes me feel happy i think you have to have something to look forward to yeah i'm on board you know it doesn't have to be huge it doesn't have to be you know a huge vacation um but and i think that if you're ever in like feeling down or going through a tough time like those little things can pick you up a lot it Mm -hmm. makes a big difference yeah i agree yeah okay i have one more i'm gonna share this is a biggie Mm -hmm. you only live once i just really love the idea that you appreciate that you are here you appreciate your health and your friends and your family and your ability to move and play and laugh and experience new things, see things from new perspectives. I just feel like my level of gratitude for life continues to grow more and more every year. And that's something that I'm really grateful for. (laughs) I think that's a wonderful rule. And you're right. And I love the fact I'm very much on board with, you know, daily practice of gratitude. Um, and I think you really, you've talked about this where you really try and live in the present and be very conscious of what you're doing in the present because you're aware that, yeah, like this is your time. Yeah. This is, this is the time that you've got. Yeah. And it, especially when I say things like, you know, at the beginning of this episode, we talked about how fast 2022 went by mm-hmm. and can't believe it's a new year. And I mean, those are the types of things that really make me stop and realize like, whoa, like time is passing and life is happening. And like, this is it, <laughs> depending on what you believe. But <laughs> for <laughs> our time on earth in this capacity like this is life right now (laughs) yeah i think that's a really good rule i have two more rules and one is similar to yours which is a little bit heavy and reflective and then one that's a little bit light and easy which one do you want to hear first uh let's hear the heavy one first okay so one of my rules is i think it's important to cut ties with people who don't make you feel good but having said that I think it's important to be that person that makes other people feel good. Mm. I think this is a great reminder and a great rule to live by. It's kind of like, you know, all we have is time. Why are you going to spend it with people who don't make you feel good? We'll let that simmer for our friends. My last rule, which is a little bit light and easy is, and I've, I've been doing this for years, Uh, I think since I first started traveling, relates to traveling. Uh, When traveling, I always like to buy something um, that will be a way to remember the trip. Mm. And usually it's something small. If I don't have like, you know, luggage constraints, all of that, it doesn't have to be expensive. Often it'll be maybe a little piece of jewelry. Yeah, it usually ends up being something that I can wear. Um, Mm -hmm. And... And I love that because it just reminds me of that time and place. And I know that's why people buy souvenirs, but I tend to buy things that um, that I can wear because this is something more that connects me to that time and that experience. And so every time I travel, I always like to bring something back that will remind me of the trip. That's so good. I love that. I try and do that as well. Sometimes it is tough because like, we'll just have a backpack or, but that's a good tip to make it something that you can wear because then you can 
Always wear it if you need to. <laughs> a pair of earrings, a little ring, yeah. something. Yeah. Again, it doesn't Aww, have to be that's like over such the a top. Good one. Oh, I'm glad yeah. you appreciate that one. Yeah, I've been doing that for, for years. It is because it's so special when you're, you know, like years later. I have a couple pieces. Like we have this little um, wall hanging that we bought in Lisbon. And every time I look at it, like I'm taken back to that exact moment in that little shop, like on this cobblestone street, we had such a beautiful day going, looking through the castle. And I remember being in that shop and thinking like, man, this thing's so beautiful, but like, am I really going to carry it for the rest of my travels? And every time I look at it now, I'm just so happy that I did. It brings back so many good memories. I'm glad you reminded me because one of the other things that I always purchase is because I love going to museums and art galleries. I'll always buy a print, which is, you know, very light. Mm. You can just roll it up and then I get it framed. And I've collected over the years and all the places I've been so many prints that just remind me of that city, that museum, that gallery that I visited. Um, so again, yeah. it doesn't, yeah, it could be light and small rolled up. That's, yeah, that's a good one. So great. Oh my goodness, Nicole, I've loved going through our rules of life, like the whole experience of even just sitting down and thinking about this, writing them out, like having a good brainstorm over it. I I wrote like a first draft and then I took a bit of a break and then I came back to it later. And this was just such a fun exercise. Thank you for sharing Omar's post and recommending that we do this. You're welcome. I agree. It was when I first sat down to do it, I was like, I, do I have any rules? Do I even know what they are? And yeah. as soon as you start writing them now, it's like, oh, yeah, gosh, I have a lot. So it's a fun exercise to do. Definitely recommend yeah. it. Good time of the year to do it now. Definitely. So friends, you'll have to uh, set aside, just set aside like 30 minutes to get started. And then you can always come back, revisit it another time. Love it. Add to it. All right. Well, as we close out today's chat on our rules of life, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.